0: Hello, everybody, welcome to the new season of the Football Fill in. I am joined here today with um, regulars on the show. We've got Mr. Mark Goldberg. How are you, Mark? Good, good to be back. Very excited. Looking incredibly uh, non tanned. tanned. It's been in a bl- my bedroom, haven't I, at 3 o'clock in the morning. I think, think. it's like you've been wearing that like, clothes all summer long or something. Just cover me up. Um, we've also got Davey Watson, Super Dave Watson. Um, you are looking incredible, by the way. You are looking double healthy.
1: experience the magic of motion get a free pair of socks with your first order at com slash socks
0: people get in the comments like in some of the videos saying how do you know these guys right so i'm going to tell everybody why i know dave watson dave watson was my goalie coach when i signed for birmingham city um I worked with him for a year there. Then you were my goalie coach at England. Um, can I just tell a story about? By the way, what a goalie coach! By the way, he's an animal. He's a sicko. The angriest man I've ever met in the, my life. Um, but <laughs> my first, uh, my first meeting with Dave Watson. Right? I was, um, I was going to meet. I was going to sign for Birmingham City, basically. And you met me in a hotel, didn't you? Like a couple weeks, a week before I signed or whatever. And he was wearing it was like fat Dave Watson era. Yeah. <laughs> he had like this horrible baggy blue like I don't know Ralph Lauren shirt on. All There's something no like such that. thing
2: as is- fat Dave
0: Watson. (laughs) It was fat Dave Watson, right? And he had this horrible blue shirt and he was sweating under his arm. He was a disgrace, he was. Anyway, um, we're skirting around stuff. We're going to talk about the Premier League this season. It's kind of like a preview show, all right? So it could be top four, it could be bottom three, you know, dark horse, flopper this season, golden boot, all that kind of stuff. We're going to get into it. Um, First of all, boys, let's talk about Man United. Let's talk about their pre-season. How do you think it's gone for them?
3: Not very well, actually. No. Uh, but I don't I mean you guys will know more. I, I don't pay a massive amount of attention to preseason. I big it up on the United stand so more people will watch, but in the back of my mind I'm like I it means absolutely nothing. It's nice to see the players. It's great to, you know, go to places like America and Dublin and, and see the, the you know, the international fans, but I mean I, I almost for United over the years, bad pre-season, good start to the season. Good pre-season last year, lost the first two. So I'm not massively bothered. The thing that bothers me is we haven't got a striker, which I think is ridiculous. I know we've got Hoyland, but he's not ready. And um, the team just looks a little bit imbalanced. But first game against Wolves, that can all just change.
0: Watto, you've been in football for a while now. What do you make
2: of pre-season? Is it important? Is it it just about getting fitness? Or do results matter? Results don't matter, but I think it's a massive part of your preparation. And the one... Red flag for me with a lot of the big teams, and what they have to do now is the what traveling, travel? yeah, the, the traveling, travel, yeah. and the clock's uh, the clock's ticking, and the manager's not getting as much time out on the grass as he wants. X amount of friendlies are organised, but the tap is is already dripping in terms of the energy and the enthusiasm from the team. You're away so long, you're traveling hours just across America just for a friendly every forty eight hours kind of thing, and I think that's really difficult. Um, he plays so many different teams in the games. They're not getting all the gelling that you'd particularly want. Yeah. Ultimately, he's got a week, um, a week today before the first game against Wolves, so he actually gets a few more days with the team this week to try and get some structure back into them. They've had the games. Results have been up and down, which you'd normally expect because of the travelling with them. But I think missing a striker for sure is going to be a tough start, I think the Wolves game at home is probably a game they'd have wanted at it's the start nice of the season. One, it it, it is is cer- nice certainly is a nice one. Yeah, yeah
0: I think um, I was watching that uh, Community Shield game yesterday and do you know what? I will give it its dues at least. If you are Man City or Arsenal, at least it's a competitive game, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? I'm not a big fan of, of the Community Shield or whatever it is, Charity Shield or whatever it used to be called. However, it is it's the most competitive game you can possibly get outside of Friendly. Do you know what I mean? So, it's still probably what? 70% yeah, max. totally agree. Yeah. They are. They're 70% max, probably. But when the season starts next week, they will. I reckon those Man City and those Arsenal players go, well, you know, we yeah. feel like we're, we know what we're doing now. We're good to go when the season starts next season. So I will give it its dues. I do think it is a worthwhile thing for the, for the two big boys. All right, boys, we're going to start with a top four. OK, in my head, Watto, I'm going to come to you first, but in my head, I think there are six teams vying for these top four places. However and we spoke about this in the United stand, Mark, I think realistically there's probably only two, because I think Arsenal and Man City are guaranteed. I think they're going to be one and two, and then there's four teams vying for third and fourth. What are you saying about it?
2: Yeah, I I would concur in terms of the top two. I think Arsenal look like he's made some astute signings and they look like they're moving forward. I always feel as though with Man City, even though they've lost a couple of players, that they're going to be the team to beat. Yeah. Anybody beats Man City, I would expect them to win it. That's the, the feel I get. Um, if you look outside of that, Liverpool, you don't see having a season like they had last season, for sure, or you can't anticipate that. I think um, Chelsea under Pochettino, I think he's the one manager who can bring that team together. I've heard so much good stuff, all positive about like what, man management. What, give it to me, because we no, played the,
0: Chelsea in pre-season and I was so impressed, Dave, I was. So give me what no, like, these little nuggets, what
2: have you the, the, the players all speak so highly of him in terms of how he deals with them individually and collectively as a group, but he's also a really good coach and tactician on the training field. And he just brings a lot of love to the group and outside of the group, he knows the women serving the food, the guy's in the laundry, he'll go down the academy, he pulls everything together. I've never heard of anybody at a club having the, the, the impact that he had at Southampton before my time there. Um, and everybody, when he left, you know, like really loved the guy and the staff. And they set the bar, bar really high in terms of the worth ethic that they produce. And they expect everybody to follow suit, but they do it in a way that everybody wants to be on the bus and push him forward. All part of it. All Would, part of does it. Does this yeah.
0: mean then that you had tip them for a top four this season?
2: I think they could well do it under him. Yeah.
0: Ooh, what do you reckon about that? No. <laughs> but I think there's an interesting
3: dynamic that it might, top four, I'm sad to say, might not be a thing anymore because it might be top five because Champions League coefficients thing means that if you're fifth you can get into the pre- into the Champions League now.
0: If you how does that work?
3: Well, it's the new Champions League because they're changing it after this year where it just is not There's more working. teams. It's like two leagues yeah. or something like, but apparently there is a fifth spot up for grabs based on your history in Europe, which England's is quite good. Yeah. So there's a very big chance that fifth place will get into yeah, the Champions sure. League anyway, which is a shame because I like the top 4 battle and I think fifth place getting there is a bit it will it will dilute the Premier League race a little bit, so there might be an opportunity for whoever comes fifth to come in it. But I think everything what I've said about Chelsea is spot on. Um, my only thing is there was they were so damaged last year. Mm. Um, it's a, it's a, almost being fair to Pochettino. I saw what Ten Hag did in a year, and I think we you know we did well to get third. But also Chelsea and Liverpool fell off, yep. so it allowed Man United and Newcastle in. If Chelsea and Liverpool and Villa and Brighton and Newcastle and Man United are all up there, yeah. it might be a little bit too... Chelsea fans have got to be patient with Pochettino. The, that's the
2: reality is, it is a real tough league. Mm-hmm. But I think no European fixtures yeah, for yeah. them. A little bit like, you know, Pochettino can kind of work his magic. He's got the time to work his magic. Yes, they need to get off to a good start for sure. But I think if you talk about Newcastle who got in the top four, yeah. this is Entering a whole new world for them. Mm. Champions League football this year, it's what all them Geordie fans want. It's what the club's been built on from the Bobby Robson era. They loved it and it's what they wanted to get back. But we don't know yet if that's going to have a detrimental effect on their Premier League season.
0: All right, boys, I'm going to ask for your actual top fours in a minute, yeah? Top fours. Don't worry about the five rubbish, right? Top fours. But for Spurs, want to talk about them quickly. Um, Good sign in, James Madison. We all happy with that, yeah? He's a Spurs sort of signing, yeah. Yeah, we're happy with it
3: yeah.
0: though. Yeah. Oh, that's so sounds- a
3: good sign. No, he's a good signing for them. I think he's a bit overrated. I've, I've said that a few times. Okay. I don't think he's anywhere near a Bruno or a or a or a Kevin De Bruyne. I think um, you know if he was playing twenty years ago, there'd be people like Rob Lee and Matt Letitia that would be streets ahead. But it's the modern obsession with British players. He's a good player, and I think he'd be a good player for Spurs, but. Um, Spurs are going to finish outside the top eight, so that's where he's going to be. Playing. You
0: honestly think that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a brutal assessment I think there.
3: Spurs fans going, they'll be high in the screen. I'd say that
0: if Harry Kane gets sold, I would. totally oh, yeah, agree yeah, with that. yeah, yeah, If yeah. Harry Kane goes, this is a massive problem for Tottenham, isn't it? Well,
3: Twenty-eight goals in a Spurs side last year. I still can't believe. Mate,
0: he scored four in a friendly at the weekend. No, yeah. Well,
2: uh, it's a massive problem, what? Massive, right. Massive. Yeah. I mean, you can't. If you're a Spurs fan, you can't even imagine that he's leaving because the team he's just built, it survives around what he is and what yeah. he's given him. And any hope of the trophy every year, the top four every year, it all resonates around Harry Kane. I mean he's been pivotal to everything that you either argue he's achieved or, or the club's not achieved over the last ten years. Oh, um you, to lose him would be
3: You've got to let him go, don't you? I mean if you if From a business sense, yeah, of course. Well he's going for nothing in a year. Yeah. You've got eighty million there. I just think Spurs, Daniel Levy, typically. The season starts in... Well, we're doing a preview. It starts in three days. And if he goes and they make another £5 million, if they, if they if they make another £10 million, it won't be worth the points you're going to miss out no. on. Not having no, but that's the where the, the
2: equation has to come in. Yeah. I hope for the Premier League that he stays. I hope when he walked round yesterday after bagging four... It weren't the old, I'm off, guys, see you later. But if it is, then Tottenham are in big trouble this This, this, year. this
0: is Tottenham all over, basically. So it's like a hangover from the end of last season. The shambles that was when Conte got sacked and they didn't replace him properly. But they just petered out, didn't they? And they've carried it on to the start of the season. You
2: see the manager's press conference was already. He, he's feeling defeatist because yeah. he doesn't feel as though he's got the information to come and talk to people and be honest about the situation. They don't know what's going on. He, Yeah, and he's a new manager. It's, it seems really unprofessional, to say the least, when you bring in a new manager and he should be aware of all the facts and the figures, for sure. Tottenham is built around Harry Kane and for a new manager and the start of a new season, it's going to be pretty depressing you for Tottenham fans.
3: You can't put them in the top eight if Kane's gone. Oh, you wow. Can, you can't.
0: Wow. Um, and then quickly, Arsenal, Declan Rice, is that a good sign-in? 100 million quid? I saw um, after the uh, Community Shield game yesterday, Roy Keane jumping in there and saying that he, he's not sure whether he's got actual star quality or not.
3: I, 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 I know a few people who know Declan Rice and they've always said that in training he's got gears to go. Yeah. Uh, at West Ham, he's been told to do a job. He does a job he protects that back four and in a more expansive team he's actually quite technically a good player he can score goals and I think in Arsenal they're going to play further forward so I think there's going to be a lot of people waking up to how good Declan Rice is this year because he won't just have to defend he will be allowed to go forward and um, I, think he's a, I think he's a top player I'd have loved him at United I'm sure Pep, would have, Pep wanted him he's overpriced yeah. but that's the market he's look, English look, Casido hasn't left Brighton to go to Chelsea because Brighton are going. Well, Declan Rice has gone for 100 million, we want 90 for him. They're both probably 60 70 million pound players, yeah. you but it's not the player's fault he's gone for 100 million. Arsenal have paid it if he's a success over five six years, it will be worth it. But yeah, of course, he's overpriced at 100
0: million, but that's not his fault. I think Arsenal are going to get top four this year, but I think they do need to sign a striker. Yeah. I think they need to sign a striker because Gabby Jesus. Will get injuries. He's already out for the start of the season with his knee injury and he will get injuries during the season because at Man City, that's the sort of player he was. He wasn't the main man. He wasn't relied on week in, week out. He was coming off the bench a lot of the time and that is because he will pick up little niggles. It's as simple as that. So, if they can sign a big boy up front, I think Arsenal nailed that. Well, yeah.
2: Well, he missed a couple of chances yesterday, so they're already thinking, yeah, we need a striker. But but if you do get a striker to come in, I agree. is Rice. A stellar signing. I think he is a stellar signing. I, 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 I think, think he's lovely. The shackles are coming off compared yeah. to where he's played at um, West Ham and I think he could really make that midfield tick there and I think all of a sudden you might see what we'd not or what we all want as an England fan that we could have a free-scoring midfield player. Imagine and, that. And, and you know, if he starts knocking in 10 goals plus yeah. because of his role at Arsenal it, it pushes them certainly closer to Man City but...
3: He's a leader character. There's not many of those. Is yeah, there. I, I like it. yeah.
0: Well. I think it's a good
2: sign. It's a solid
3: sign. It's a solid Even though it's
0: 100 mil, I think you pay the money. You've got a guaranteed starter week in, week out who'll score your goals. He'll lead everybody. I love it. I really do. Right. I am going to get your top fours in one second quickly. What, oh, just talked to me about this possible David Raya signing for Arsenal. Um, where, what do you make of all this, by the way? Why, why would Arsenal need to go and spend 30 million quid on another goalie when you've got an Aaron Ramsdale who's good to go?
2: I think I've got a couple of contexts of it. When I were a goalie coach, um, not challenging to win the league, but certainly always wanting to stay in the league. I think we've spoke about it in the past. I wanted two goalies who were number one goalies because yep. the drop-off, if you had an injury, was too big and you are going to put the team in real pressure. I think when you're talking about a team at the very, very top, of course, it would be ideal to say, I want two number ones, but there has to be a promise to a Raya coming in of some game time. Yeah, yeah there has because to be. He's not going to join. Not that he probably doesn't think he's better than Ramsdale. Not that he's not up for the fight. But these guys want to play football. And to have two number ones at the very, very top, I think that's very, very difficult, unless there's some promises in that contract that he's going to get X amount of games. But then what you'll see, might not play in goal how they'd normally play in goal because they know this is their one chance to shine. You lose the continuity with the back four and the defenders. And all of a sudden... Everything that looked pretty rosy, it can put things in the mix. So, yes, he's a top goalie, and I think he could play a top team in the Premier League, but the mix of him and Ramsdale, who I also believe is a top goalie, and really established himself last year, um, whether he saves a penalty to win the thing yesterday, that's a sideshow. He's a top goalie, Ray is a top goalie. I'm not sure the mix of them together and making Arsenal better is the right decision.
3: I think I know Arteta better than Arsenal fans. I predicted he'd be a good manager when they had their Arteta T-shirt out on. I think David Ray is going to be the number one. I think it's, I can see it as clear as day. This is what Man United did with De Gea. It's hard to understand because Ramsdale's a good keeper. He'd be my England number one, but I think Arteta has looked at it and gone, "Look at what, look at what Ten Hag's just done. He's just got rid of the Golden Glove winner for a ball-playing goalkeeper. Pep did it. Klopp did it." I want a ball-playing goalkeeper. And when you look at the stats, and Arsenal fans don't like this, when you look at the stats last season, David Rayer's in the top for long-passing accuracy, passes per game, he's got a better save ratio than than Ramsdale. Ramsdale's not even in the top five. I'm not saying Ramsdale's bad at distribution, but I think there's a type of goalkeeper out there. And David Rea, I mean, he's like a number 10. He's so good on the ball, and I think that's what it is. I think Arteta doesn't quite fancy Ramsdale with the ball at his feet. And I think he's bringing somebody in to basically give Ramsdale. But well, this is your chance.
0: And if it doesn't work out, this is where I'm going. I've really enjoyed both of your opinions, then. I do. I really enjoy all of this <laughs> because I was so staunch that Watto knows exactly what he's talking about there. But I actually see what you're saying. I do. I well, you, really. You
3: you put me onto this because I was listening to the radio this morning. David Seaman was on, and he said we bought Richard Wright for six million, which was a lot of money at the time, and I liked it. But then I spoke to Schmeichel on a podcast, and he was like, "No, I'm number one." And it, you said that yeah. to me last year. You want to? Some goalkeepers just want to be the number one and know the number one, and it can play on their mind if there's someone fighting for their place.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's a problem signing Raya because for for me, Aaron Ramsdale is. He is perfect for them I think he is absolutely But I agree with what you're saying about the playing out from the back but I still think Rambo is incredible at it he can do he, it, is yeah, incredible at it, it it's to what level you want so if you're willing to sacrifice a bit of extra better being, being a better goalkeeper for that extra tiny like what 5% would you say Ryas right, 10% maybe better with the ball at his feet but you're sacrificing that goalkeeping part of it and I know Aaron Ramsdale makes world class saves that keep Arsenal in games well, at times he's a personality he's a massive personality and I, I, I just think there's no need to rock the boat with this one it's an odd one, if it's an odd one, if he's sticking with Ramsdale, I think
3: the logical thing for me is he's going to go with Rea, which is a huge call, huge unless it's call. like what says, he's going to go with two goalkeepers and share the load. But that that's, not be gonna be that's not going to work, that's
2: not. I actually don't think that works. We're not in the day to day running of the building and watching the training, we obviously see the games like Apparently and we do di-
3: Arsenal used to be the coach at Brentford, goalkeeper,
2: yeah, yes, yes, he did, yeah. But we divulge all that, and Arteta and the goalie coach through the day-in, day-out and the drills and the gameplay and the practice that they do, and maybe what they're asking him to do in these practices, that can be the only line of thinking that they believe that Raya could come in and be something slightly different with the ball. But uh, Ramsdale had massive moments for them last year. Massive moments. Massive, massive moments. Massive. And as Raya had the experience of playing at the big club, that Ramsdale's now come through. Mm. And it is maybe 5 or t- 10% different with the ball at the feet because Ramsdale did really well last year. Yeah. So they got him to do more, and you keep working at it, he can get better. Whether you're actually buying the finished article with a Raya, I'm not too sure, but it's certainly going to rock the boat. And I think Ramsdale's character and personality and the way that he comes across and what, how he's gelled the team together and the relationships he's got in the team, also changing that be it can be a problem in the dressing massively, room.
3: You know? ma- as, I mean, maybe not for Arsenal fans, but for us, it's massively intriguing. To yeah. it's, it's, it's a ruthless big call from Arteta. It's massively brave because you don't need to do it
2: and it, he's done it. It's a bit Guardiola with Joe Hart time. Yeah, a bit yeah. brutal it seems, yeah. doesn't it? But I feel,
0: even David Raya I feel for David Raya. David Raya should be playing first team football in the Premier League. He is
2: a proper goalkeeper. Last
3: season, yeah. if you look at it, and Brentford, it wasn't a surprise, had a good season, he was one of the best goalkeepers in the league. For sure, he always is. Saving as well. I thought winning.
2: I thought he was going to be a Tottenham goalie this year. He could have sure. gone Tottenham. Chelsea? I thought Tottenham was going
0: Chelsea. To- Chelsea, Sanchez. No,
3: San- <laughs> I'm, I'm like, why
2: have Chelsea but not gone for David Rea? But Roberts Robertson's now heading the whole goalkeeping department up in Chelsea's football philosophy. It used to be at Brighton with Sanchez. Pochettino brings his own man, yeah. so he's got that role. He's worked with Sanchez for a period of time and he's thought he's going to come in is and... Is Sanchez
0: going to start for Chelsea? No. You do you not think so? I, Kepa? I think so, yeah. Oof, this is what I mean. It's hard being a goalie. Well, you know, the, you've
2: fight. got the Spanish goalie coach and the Spanish goalie, I think their relationship will be tighter... Mm. With Kepa, even though Sanchez is coming in from Sanchez far- is Spanish. I, I know, that's what I'm saying, <laughs> but he's coming in from afar.
3: Oh, coming it, off a bad season as well. Yeah,
2: and it's... So's Kepper. Oh, uh, gosh. It, it, I think, in terms of goalies, a lot of the clubs, we've not touched on the hair and Anana, yet. There's a there's, lot of change. Key, but
3: they bought someone. They've bought, bought some bought for like
2: £30 from, or something like, like that. Because the... Larissa's
3: done. But that for Braggan at... Um, at Brighton, keep an eye on him. Yeah, looks he like looks like a good, good goalkeeper. Yeah. yeah. United were looking at it, looking at him, and yeah, I wouldn't be I mean, Knowing Brighton, he'll probably be the best goalkeeper in the world in like two, two years. years yeah, like two years, Getting yeah. bought for 100 mil or something.
2: But yeah. you've got some big decisions, there. All
0: right, give me a top four then. I want to know your top four. Start to finish. First, second, third, fourth. I know mine. It's City. City
3: first. Arsenal second. United third. Liverpool fourth.
2: Okay. I'm, I'm going to go City, Arsenal, United, Chelsea. I'm gonna mix that. I'm gonna I'm gonna go
0: City. Arsenal <laughs> Chelsea United. City, Arsenal, Chelsea United. Liverpool have surprised me
3: with your two. I mean I put them fourth, but I do agree that games are won and lost in the midfield. I'm still not sure about that midfield. I like McAllister. Yeah. Sir Boslo is interesting, but Henderson's gone. Fabinho's be- going yeah, to go. They yeah. haven't brought that Labia the, in yet. They, they
2: might be losing a couple of leader, leaders yeah, within it there that, as well. Yeah, yeah. And they've got um, Thursday, Sundays to contend with. Yeah.
0: You think? Do you, I think honestly, losing James Milner and Jane, um, 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 John, Jordan Henderson is a problem. Honestly, them two are the guys that been run running that dressing room for ten years. Yeah, they run the building. I promise you, they Transitional do. Transitional
3: season. They run they everything. Could, they could fight Arsenal for the title, Liverpool. Yeah they could also be sixth they could and that's the that's the brilliant of this season because we spoke about Chelsea United are the same Newcastle are the same Villa are the same oh. Brighton are the same I think apart from Arsenal and Man City who I'd nail into the top four Liverpool could be fighting with Man City they could be fighting with bloody Villa I don't know
0: it's going to be an interesting one anyway that's uh, why we love it in yeah, the yeah. comments down below it's just getting harder and harder every season yeah. isn't it true every yeah. season you come around to the next one and you go oh god it's going to be a tough one this year it's getting bigger and better and harder
3: we did, we, well you know Spurs would you put them in the top 8 when you've got Man City, Arsenal Liverpool, Man United Chelsea, Newcastle Aston Villa, Brighton. Brighton that's 8 teams are Spurs finishing above any of them? I don't know they're not in Europe so maybe but it's
2: tough with Ali Kane yes Yeah, for Caribbean, sure yeah. but without Whoa, top knows. 10 top 10
0: alright come on let's move on we're going to go on. bottom 3 ok So, all the talk about the lovely teams at the top of the league, bottom three. Now, every season, the three teams that come up are always automatically the favourites to get relegated, Okay? Yeah. They all stayed
3: up last year, didn't
0: they? They all stayed up last year. So, this year, though, what are we saying? Obviously, Burnley coming up, Sheffield United coming up, Luton coming up. But I'm going to throw a couple of other names in there. I think somebody else that might be in a bit of trouble this year. Forest, I'm going to go for, might be in a bit of trouble. Everton, struggled at the end of last season, just managed to get over the line. And West Ham... And I'll only put West Ham in there because I think there's been so many rumblings about not signing players and then not being money to sign players and not trusting David Moyes and where they're going to go from, from there. I just think it gets you off to such a bad start. So Thursday, I'm going to throw, night football, Thursday night football. Thursday night football as well. I just think it's a it's a tough ass for them. So what, what are we saying on this? Are we, are we going to go with the easy option of the three t- teams going to go straight back down or what?
2: No, I, I don't believe the three teams will go back down. I think for a Luton and a Sheffield United, it's going to be really difficult. Yeah. Burnley from afar... Look like they're in a really good place to go and attack the league. I think Company obviously fabulous job last year, and I think he'll try and take it on to another level again this goalkeeper, year. Is a goalkeeper again? Yeah, they've that made team they've team made team a big team. big signing, and it, it it will be a big challenge for him. Obviously stepping up instead of playing in League One for Bolton yeah. last year. We touched on that a little bit last year when we talked about a Southampton going with a Bazuna, so that could be a problem for her, for them or him. But um, I think what company's done and what is built around it is going to be a better model, and I think I expect them to do okay. I always fear there's always the second season syndrome for a team, and I think that could be Nottingham Forest this year. I don't think that they're going to be able to sustain enough maybe this year. I think other teams will know what to expect a little bit. Um, So I think that would be a red flag for me. I don't think West Ham we should be talking about it, but the facts that you put out there are the facts. Yeah. No signing, real empathy around it, losing your captain, even though it's £100 million and it's good business. Moyes, there always seems to be rumblings around him for sure, and and the ownership, they're not quite sure whether we, we're putting money in, we're not putting money in. Um, you go to a lovely stadium, but if them fans are not supporting that team, it, it's a better place for an away team to go. But I don't think we should be talking about it in that context. We we spoke last year when they were going through a tough time. Moyes has got to be the man to keep them up. It's whether you want to start with that mentality that what we're aiming for this year is to stay in the league.
0: It's mad, isn't it? Just when in the conference the Europa Conference League last year, yeah. they've won a major trophy, well, major S trophy. They got beaten you talking about on getting relegated. They
2: got beating in the pre season match at the weekend four nil and they're saying he shouldn't even start managing the first game. So yes. I think there's a lot of apathy around the team, which is not going to help him for the start of the season. And then you talk about Everton, Dice is certainly the man to make yeah, sure the team down. that'll not go down, but I don't think it's going to be an exciting season, you know? You'd like
0: to think for Everton, having Daichi behind the scenes and working away for what nearly six months now, that's probably enough to get that team working now, isn't
3: it? I think with Everton, that their problem will be longer term. Everton aren't going to be happy just, you know, surviving, no, they, they, but they, they, want they will up. survive under Daichi. Sheffield United pissed me off. To be honest, um, I can't stand teams that get promoted and then sell players and then don't replace them. Yeah. It's just sort of like you are going down. Luton, great story, but you'd have to send them down. I think Burnley survived quite comfortably. I don't. I think they'll. They'll be. A, I don't think they can do what Brentford and uh, sorry, what Fulham did last year, which was amazing for a promoted team. But I think Burnley will stay up because they play football the right way. Um, I'm putting Crystal Palace in there. That's my Ooh, sort of. Um, a little Dark Horse yeah, one. Yeah, I'm going to throw Crystal Palace in Ooh. there. I think Roy's done a good job. But again, Zahar's gone. Elise's going to go. And I think that they have got some great players. I mean, Ezzy's fantastic. But I just think that there's always a team that gets pulled in yeah, that you don't yeah, expect. Yeah. And I think based on the transfer window they've had, I'd put Palace in there. Or Bournemouth, I think Bournemouth yeah, yeah, are another yeah. one, yeah.
2: Well, that's the second season syndrome. Yeah. I think I think you get to that point with them. Me personally, I think Roy stayed in the job at Palace because he really felt, speaking with him, that that group of players were a real good group of players. Mm. Yes, he's, there's a couple of things could happen, and obviously they've lost Zaha, but he thought that that were a real good group of players. that they could do something this year, so I don't think he would have stayed on if he thought it were going to be a relegation battle. Can I
0: give you a hot take, lads? I've got a hot take for you. I think Luton are going to surprise a lot of people this year. I think Luton are going to make it horrible for everybody. They've
3: got a distinctive style of football.
0: At Kenilworth Road, right? I'm not. It is the yeah. But are they to play a home game at Kenilworth it's Road? It's the worst place <laughs> in the world to play football. I promise you. Right? I so that. we played them a couple of years ago in the Championship with Watford, and their pitch is abysmal. all right? <laughs> and I don't want them to make it all nice and like not clean either. and like a carpet. I don't want them. I want them to make it exactly what the stadium should be. All right. Bumpy, dry, long grass, like, horrible. I really want to see that. So when teams come over and they're playing at Kenilworth 3rd, they just think, oh, no. Well, that's they're, how they're going to stay up if they're going to the do The fans it. there as well get right behind them, right? It is a horrible place to go. And I honestly think if Luton can make their home form good, I think they'll surprise a lot of teams. They work really hard, you know, as a team. They work so, so hard. They get up against you. So I'm going to put it out there. I think Luton are going to stay up this season. A, a very chance. A, no but, chance. A very bold statement. It's but, a bold statement. All right, to disagree. it's a bold statement. So, all right, then come and give me your bottom three for this season—the three teams that are going to go down.
3: I'm going to go Luton, Sheffield United, and Palace, and I think that Palace one is probably going to come back and bite me, but I just think somebody shocking will get pulled down there.
2: Okay, like it? I'm going to go Luton, Sheffield United, and Forest. <sighs> I agree with the Forest shout. I think the their
3: home way. form kept them up last year.
0: They've got to replicate that. I think. Um, all right, I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to go Forest. Sheffield United. You can't relegate Luton now. And Burnley. No, nah, you got that wrong. And Burnley, alright. This is the beauty of football, yeah, you know. Yeah. You're allowed an opinion, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Everybody's allowed an opinion. And I love your opinion, mate. Thank you. Love I, it, I love it. I value your opinion just as much as mine. It's wrong, but I value <laughs> it actually. I really, really do. Uh, again, get in the comments down below, let us know which one of us is talking absolute smoke here. Um, <laughs> I think I've got it, Bob on. Right, let's switch it up a little bit now. I want to talk about the Golden Boot winner for next season. I think this should be a fairly straightforward conversation. I think we're all probably thinking the same thing, but we have to mention them, all right? So I think the candidates for um, Golden Boot this season are going to have to be Marcus Rashford, probably. Hoyland at Man United. Harry Kane, if he stays. Gabby Jesus, obviously. Harland, I think he's probably the favourite. Um, and then <laughs> I, got- think
3: the, I think the actual thing is, take Haaland out but who wins the and gold and then boot. who comes second after <laughs> yeah. that and then
0: Mo Salah at Liverpool as well is it as simple and straightforward as it's just going to be Haaland unless he gets a really
3: bad injury he could miss three sitters and still score two a game couldn't he he, he would, could yeah it's the, it's the service as well like he you know I think any striker that's decent is going to win the golden boot at Man City but he is probably the best striker in the world
0: so, so you think right here's a question for you then do you think Man City are going to be as dominant next season as what they were last year, having lost a couple big boys, you know? Having lost this Gundogan and... Do you know what I mean? I, I, think, it's, I think it's a bit of a problem.
3: But you know. I said this last year. I said they're going through transition because they lost Jesus, Sterling Mares. and Zinchenko. Mahrez. But Mahrez are
0: good players, though, mate. These Gundogan are players. Was their
3: best player at the end of last season.
0: Mahrez as well. When you've got Mahrez sitting on the bench and you've... You know what I mean? When you've got Mahrez sitting there, right, and you bring him on with 20 minutes to go... Brilliant. If you're that team and you see him coming on, you say, oh, for God's sake Give me a rest. Okay? I'm good that he's gone to Saudi Arabia because
3: that. Well, know, he's it's a, it's a he's a
2: proper player. talent and a yeah. creator and finisher of exactly, goals. Yeah. you know. But Guardiola, you have to trust him. He's yeah. seen something in the group and obviously the signings they're making. That yes, he might behind the scenes be a little bit peeved that he's had to lose him to Saudi Arabia, and Gundogan is gone. And you have to accept that he was a star man towards the end of the year. But there's no panic. I think I think he's comfortable with it I can't see how Haaland cannot win it yeah. to be honest I think it would be a better bet to say who's finishes second really probably deserves a bigger shout because well, any who, of the guys that we talking about Who is going to
0: finish second then?
3: I think there'll be a lot of goals for people this year because I think there's some teams that are going to get whipped Sheffield Uniteds and stuff like that I think there's going to be a lot of goals so
0: I mean Salah. What then?
2: Yeah, I think Kane's going to leave side after we selling him.
0: OK, I think we all agreed then that Haaland's going to win it. The only question is whether he'll beat this 36-goal tally from last season. That's a big ask, isn't it? It is. If he
3: stays fit all season, I think he'll break it because I think there's more goals in this season than there was last year. I
2: think he'll... 36 goals? I think he'll get 30. I think he'll get 30. I
0: think he'll get 30. So we all agree, Haaland. I think I'm going to go for Mo Salah. I'll go for Mo Salah second as well. Right, we're going to go for dark horse of the season then, okay, yeah? So, we've got... um, I've got four teams in front of me, right? And they're all dark horses for different reasons. We've got to pick one of them. We've got to pick one of them, who we think is going to be... I, I know my dark horse out of these four teams. So, we've got Chelsea... Uh, new manager Villa will they carry on from last season? Palace could be a dark horse either way in this one. To be honest with you, either go like doing well or struggling. And then we've got Burnley, newly promoted, a lot of hype around it. Vinnie Company, they've got this lovely style of football apparently. Um, but I've just tipped them to go down. So um, out of these four that I've just mentioned, who are you going to who are you going to go for for the dark horse? I don't really fancy. And I mean, I'd go Villa, but I feel
3: like it's just such an obvious choice to go Villa. I don't think Palace. I think Burnley. I mean, Burnley mid table, that would make them. If
0: if Burnley finish mid table this season, that is a
2: hell of a season. Yeah,
3: I think if if Burnley mid table, I'd put Burnley mid table, so I'll go Burnley. Yeah, Yeah.
2: why? Well, my dark horse, I would have to go Chelsea because I've said that they're going to get in the top four. I, I just feel as though Pochettino is going to bring that group together. I think he's going to bring the whole football club together. And I think that harmony and the relationships he'll build, coupled with the tactics and the good coaching and all the things that he'll bring to it, I think that team could really flourish this year and obviously I've picked them for the top four so I have to say that that would be my dark I
0: like it. I think one team we haven't mentioned in all this, even throughout the whole show, actually, is Brighton. Well, if if Brighton had been there, I would have put them. I think Brighton, I think they'll do well this season. I do. I expect Brighton to do well. I've seen some clips from them in pre season How they play out from the back is frightening. Yeah, absolutely. They make some really good signings. Frightening. And everybody they sign seems to be a good-to-go player. There's something in it. They're doing something right anyway. And I'd say that they're going to do really well this season. But... I'm going to go for Villa as well. I think Chelsea are going to do fantastic, but I think Villa, having watched them in pre-season, I went and watched one of the games, I think it was against Brentford actually. Three all at finish, but Villa were on fire. They were popping it. They looked strong. They looked physical. They looked like they get about the pitch. They looked like they knew what they were doing. The manager seems like he's a perfect fit for them. Fifty million quid they've just spent on this Diaby guy. They look like they're going to. Be I think tactically, this
2: year. he's a genius. He's I watched him play for sure. It's just the um, Europa League that makes me worry a little bit in the league for them. But I, I think they're, they're certainly a developing team, Villa, for sure.
3: If Watkins gets injured, I think they they struggle to score. They're
0: going to struggle a bit, yeah.
3: Um,
2: I, what, I th- what I'd
0: say is, you know Burnley, you said about their top half finish. Sorry, the te- mid-table finish, right? If we're saying that there are probably eight or nine teams that could possibly get in that top four or five, that leaves 11 scrappers, basically. yeah. And if you're saying there's four or five that might get relegated...
2: This is. Well, oh, you've you've not oh. mentioned Fulham or Brentford yet. Yeah. They were absolutely flying year. Fantastic last year. Fantastic last year. two yeah. what we've spoke about again, I'm top saying, top managers, eh?
0: I, I just think even even for the rest of the teams that we haven't mentioned, I think finishing seventeenth, there's no shame in it this year. No, no, no. no, no. There's, there's no look, shame in it this year. For, for
2: that group that we talk that we've not really mentioned, anything above that third bottom is a win.
0: OK, cool. We've got, um, we got the quiz coming in a minute. Um, we just have to do
2: flop of the season.
0: OK. So, I've got I've got four nominations for you, all right? And one of them is just pathetic. Actually, two of them are pathetic. Um, Spurs. I'm going to go for first. Flop of the season, Spurs. If they lose Harry Kane, where will Spurs finish the season? Mid-table. What? I need a number. Ninth.
2: Tenth. Tenth.
0: I'd agree with that. I'd go with that mid-table. I think I'm all over that. West Ham. Nobody really knows what's going on with West Ham. Like I said, lost their last pre-season friendly of the of the season four nil. Where are they going to finish this season?
3: I'd put West Ham somewhere between sort of 14th and 17th. Not relegated though. Nah, no, I don't think
0: so. Oh, 12. 12. Okay. Um, I'm going to go 14th. I like it. Brentford. Um, no David Raya, even though he's still there at the minute. No Ivan Tony until about Christmas time. That's massive. I mean, the goals, again, what was it, 18 Premier League goals or yeah. something
3: last year? It's incredible for a team like Brentford. Yeah, I, th- I think Brentford will drop to somewhere like, again, around West Ham, 14th to 17th. No no threat of relegation, no, no? Don't
0: think
2: so. No. Too good. They're too good, aren't they? They are. They've got a good manager. Ben, they know what they're doing. Playing at Brentford. It's a bit like what you it's spoke about, Lulee. So tough, it, isn't it? It, it? It's tough. I think they know what they're doing at that stadium. I don't think they'll reproduce the season that they've yeah. just had with yeah. the players that they're losing, but... I would say 14th, comfortable.
0: And then um, another one that's in the list, but I don't really know why. Brighton, can they just can they replicate last season? Basically,
3: well, the, the, they've set the bar so high, Brighton, haven't they? That you can see why a flop, a mid-table for them would be a flop. Yeah. Than where they were last year, it's a bit like Leicester who used to be around fifth, and then they got relegated, isn't it? So it's always possible in a competitive league. But I think that the way they play, the way they've bought, Thursday night football might be a problem for them. But I'd still say you put them in the top eight. So no. I'd go Spurs flop of the season for me Okay,
2: I would say Brighton will be comfortably top top 10 for sure yeah. even with a Thursday night I think he's a great manager and, and you can see tactically they either want to play and I think they'll just keep doing what they're doing they've signed the players to fill in the voids I only see Spurs having a flop of the season Oh God, it's unanimous isn't it? It's unanimous. Well they've
3: got to look at what we were talking about last year I mean I feel for Spurs fans because ultimately it just comes down to ownership they've got the stadium They've got the training facilities, they've got the location and they just don't but have But there's still drive. something wrong. Beyonce FC, there's still they're, something all, wrong. all they're bothered about is NFL games and Beyonce. I mean, this Kane thing, all right, it's sad, but it's 80 million quid that you could have had a month ago and yeah. actually brought two players in for the start of the season.
2: And, and like, give the hanging. manager a chance yeah, to do something terrible, in pre-season and gel a team together. If way. they lose him this week and they're going to oh, Brentford on Sunday, I mean, seriously, come on, start. could you imagine that?
0: I'm getting Brentford down on the coupon then, if that happens.
2: Right guys, I've missed this. I've loved this.
0: Honestly, I've loved it and I've missed it. It's really nice to have you back. You know what time it is? Quiz. It's quiz. A world famous football filling quiz. Come on,
2: boys.
0: <laughs> okay, quiz time. Uh, Jamie has got ten questions for us. Can you show off our new like plaque? Look at them. Brand Look. new football <laughs> filling cards. How pro are we, or what? It's incredible. Right, come on then, Jamie. It's fast. Get a
3: new presenter, though.
0: No, Jamie's the man. We never <laughs> replace you, Jamie, all right? Uh, it's fastest Thanks finger on. first. Um, as soon as you know the answer, say it. Uh, good luck, boys. First one of the season. Let's, let's go. Right.
1: Right. Question number one. Which club did defender Virgil van Dijk play for before signing for Liverpool? Southampton. Correct. <laughs> I thought you'd have got that one.
2: Oh, mate. I was Probably thinking it was then. going further back. Yeah, yeah, well, me too. I had Celtic in my I was thinking Groningen.
1: Question two. Who is the youngest player to have ever won the Premier League? Bertrand. No. Rooney? No. Oh, I know. No, you don't. I do now. Go all the time. No, we have a timer on here. Oh, yeah. There's no timer. There's no timer. No, that was never
3: in
0: the The youngest player to ever win the Premier League. Yeah, that was a question. Five.
1: Four. Phil Foden. Correct. Oh! <laughs> I was going to say Fabregas. That's massive, Fozzy. So, Phil Foden now has five, and he's also the youngest player to get five as well. So.
2: <sighs> good good knowledge, yeah, that, Jay. That's okay. obvious.
1: Probably 4 three, two as well. I don't oh
3: no, it may not know, maybe that'll be obvious because he could have won four later in his career. But he's not the old.
1: Question number three Which manager has had the most promotions to the Premier League? Warner. No. Bruce. Oh, come Steve on, Freddy, be quicker. Steve Bruce had four two of Birmingham City him. and two of Hull City. They, knock him. they Bruce, knock him. Bruce
2: is the man.
3: They knock him.
1: 2 1 0. Usual for me, Jay. Question number four. Which recently relegated Premier League club failed to win the championship this weekend?
2: Leeds. Correct. Oh, i was
1: about to say that. that it was, was 2 score? 2. 2 2, and Somerville scored in the 96th minute oh. to make it 2
3: Southampton came from behind and Le- Le- Leicester won yesterday. Yeah.
1: Oh, they won late on as well, didn't they? Yeah. So what? It's 2 1 1. We 2 1 1 We one, mm. 2 1 1.
0: <laughs> cut, cut that out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Question number five. When Ian Wright broke the Arsenal scoring record at the time, he was wearing a shirt underneath that said what on it?
3: Nike,
2: just do it. No. <sighs> Nike something. I, can see I have <laughs> not got a clue. I, I can see him pulling it up, but it was best, I, 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 I thought think. it were Nike. Red. Right, just do it. Right, nope. do it. No. Nope. Five. Right on time.
1: No. <laughs> 150 <laughs> right, or something. It says, just done it. Oh so my god, god. Good Manics. Yes good So no good. points On that question Yeah Question number six Who is the only player To win silverware At Manchester United And Liverpool Michael Owen Michael Owen Is the correct answer Do
0: you want to do Any more Man U questions By the way <laughs> yeah. That's the Come first on. one. Oh yeah <laughs> <laughs>
2: Can he see them answers, Jay? I'm I'm him. Him. Don't on, worry. Like. Don't Come worry. You played play the game. Just yeah. <laughs>
3: played the game. He was probably there with you, wasn't he? Michael Owen? Yeah, he was, yeah. Oh bloody hell.
1: <laughs> Three, two, one. Question seven. As of today, which Premier League team has spent the most money in this summer's transfer window so far? Arsenal. Correct. Oh my god. Arsenal is the correct answer.
3: What? Where, where do you get two from anyway? You're on one. No, I've got two. Oh, I thought I was about three
2: ahead. Yeah, right. no, yeah, you are. You have got one. I, think one. one. I think you have got one. 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 Yeah. Big trouble here, mate. Big trouble here, so mate. Arsenal
1: spent just under 200 million on 10 players this year. Who? 10? Yeah.
2: Yeah, but
0: 100 on one. Yeah, it was yeah. Who else did they signed? Oh, Havertz Havertz, Havertz. Havertz. Havertz.
1: Yeah, Havertz. yeah. Havertz was lumpy, weren't he? Question eight When a team wins the Premier League, what changes on their Gold the badge. Following season? Yeah. Correct. The Premier League badge turns gold. 4 2 1 one. So two, one. You've got two more questions left. Oh, wait, this always
3: happens. Every bloody... I need to change this. this no, year. I'll, get I'll get one. It I'll over career one. path question.
1: Ooh. Ooh.
3: Ooh. He always wins Ooh. these.
1: I have played for Genk. Lomel United on loan. Westerloo on loan. Lomel United on loan. Ohel Leuven on loan. Brighton. Then Arsenal.
2: Trossard. Ah, oh, this is oh, pathetic.
1: What are
0: you getting involved for? You can't even win. Oh, shut up! I want to beat you.
1: No, yeah. <sighs> Four two two. Four two two. Final question. Which two teams played in the Battle of the Bramwell Lane?
2: Sheffield, no, Sheffield United.
1: And no. No. What? Sheffield no. United and Arsenal. Oh, his lead. No. It's Sheffield United and West Brom. I've never heard of this You've he heard of Battle it? of Bramwell Lane it? So basically in, Bram- in the Battle of Bramwell Lane Like it got called off Because they had too many red cards in the game For sure Yeah oh. So I think they had like six players left And they had, had to call it, off the game I think we misunderstood the minute.
2: question there
1: You might have been
3: playing in golf for West Brom
1: <laughs> Is that
3: it
2: Jay?
1: Yeah I mean, That is everything Mark Goldridge is the winner 4-2-2, oh, 4-2-2. Oh, Didn't bottle the
2: lead Well played Well played Well done mate Should I want to say job.
1: Seb's dad playing that game Was it Battle of Bramwell Lane? Yeah Did he?
0: Oh, gosh, never mind. Um, Right, well done, lads. Um, I'm happy for you. Okay, that was it. That was the first football filling quiz, the first football filling of the new Premier League season. Uh, Thanks for joining me, lads. Really enjoyed it, as usual. We will see you next week, as we will every single week, because that's just what we do.